Last year on Valentine's Day, Fred Ruckel was sitting on his couch at his house in upstate New York, and his wife Natasha was playing the piano for him. What were you playing? Something she made up. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit there and let my fingers go and see what tunes and melodies come out. And none, none of them are great, but Fred loves them. I love them. Fred wasn't actually paying that much attention to the music. He was paying attention to this new little kitten that they'd gotten. So who is this? Well, she can't introduce herself, but this is Yoda. Hey, kitty, will you say something? Yoda. At some point, I'm going to have to get Yoda to meow. Gotta get the sound of the cat. It is Radio 101. Did you try to meow? We'll get to that. Anyway, Fred's playing with the kitten, and he takes this little toy mouse that Yoda has, and he throws it across the room, and it slides across the floor. And they have a rug that's a little bit rumpled up, and the mouse slides across their floor right into one of the little rumples in the rug. And the cat goes bananas. And she immediately attacked it, just ran and started putting her paws underneath and playing with it. And And, uh, Fred suddenly sat there and said, we're going to make the ripple rug. And I looked at Fred. I said, what do you mean? What's the ripple rug? The Ripple Rug. The Ripple Rug. The Ripple Rug is a cat toy. It is basically the size of a doormat. Um, Here, Robert, I'm going to show you the Ripple Rug. This is it. This is the Ripple Rug. (laughs) I don't know. How do you describe it? It's hard to describe. It it looks like um, someone's taken a carpet. They've cut holes into it, so it looks like Swiss cheese. And then they've wadded up the carpet, thrown it on the floor. Yeah, that's essentially the Ripple Rug. (laughs) Okay. Um, And cats love this. This is apparently Disneyland for cats. A year later, Natasha and Fred are selling $60,000 worth of Ripple rugs every month. They've been on the Today Show. They had set up a shop in the Amazon Marketplace with Amazon Prime. And the Ripple rug was one of Amazon's best-selling pet toys, $39.99 a pop. And then one day, Fred gets this call from his brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is like, hey, did you see it's on eBay? Because he's always looking at stuff on eBay. And I was like, what? Fred goes immediately to his computer, logs onto eBay. I just typed in the Ripple Rug, and there was already four sellers selling the Ripple Rug. And then every single day, there would be five more, six more, ten more. How much were they charging? Um, They were going as high as $59.99. That's $20 more than he was selling them for on Amazon. Basically, people were scalping Ripple Rugs. They were buying <laughs> them so on Amazon and selling them on eBay at a markup. All of these people who Fred and Natasha never met were getting rich off of their invention. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Stacey Vanek-Smith. And I'm Robert Smith. The internet was supposed to get rid of the middleman. That's what they told us. Consumers were supposed to buy directly from manufacturers. No more going through people like travel agents and having to pay fees. The internet was going to be about getting stuff from the source for a wholesale price. It did not work out that way. Just ask the makers of the Ripple Rug. The internet has made it so that anyone can be a middleman or a middle person. Middle person doesn't sound as good as middleman. It's true. Today on the show, how middlemen are taking over the global economy. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Blue Apron. Blue Apron partners with sustainable farms, fisheries, and ranchers to bring you all the ingredients you need to create incredible home-cooked meals. Ingredients come paired with an easy-to-follow recipe card delivered to your door weekly in a refrigerated box. Rediscover how fun cooking can be while enjoying specialty ingredients and exploring new flavors and cuisines. Get your first three Blue Apron meals free, plus free shipping, by visiting blueapron.com slash planet. When Fred Ruckel saw all of these people selling the Ripple Rug on eBay, he went a little nuts. 
He started spending hours every day checking eBay and trying to get in touch with the people who were selling his cat toys. Did you ever try to contact any of the middlemen? I have reached out to many of them. I've sent cease and desist orders to every single one of them. Whoa, he wanted them to stop. Yes, the letters did not work. And then Fred started tracking down their phone numbers and personally calling them. I am Fred from Snuggly Cat, the makers of the Ripple Rug, and I'm calling you about you selling our product illegally. And, you know, I'm not selling it illegally. And they hang up. Well, I mean, the eBay guys were probably right. There's nothing illegal about buying something and reselling it. There's even a name for it. We've used it before. Arbitrage. Arbitrage means you buy something cheap in one place, you sell it expensive in another place. Yes, but this is a twist on arbitrage called drop shipping, and it's kind of genius because there is basically no risk involved at all. These people never bought a Ripple rug. It's not like they bought a Ripple rug, stored it in their closet, and then sold it. They never actually touch the Ripple rug. They just wait until a customer buys the Ripple rug from them, and then they buy it from the Amazon store and ship it directly from Amazon to the customer. And the customers have no idea where the Ripple rug comes from. All they know is they paid $60 instead of $40, and the Ripple rug showed up. They thought it came from whoever made it. Exactly. And the dropshipper can just pocket the difference. Okay, it is easy to resent people who have found a way to make some easy money. But I'm going to argue that this is good for Fred. This is good for Fred and Natasha and for the Ripple rug, because this fleet of middlemen, whoever they are, they're advertising the product. And yeah, they're adding money to it on eBay. They're making a profit. But they act as this sort of fleet of salespeople out there pushing the Ripple rug, getting into people's hands. Yes, they don't actually do any of the work, but they're making more sales happen. But Fred says there are a couple of problems with this. The first is that he is trying to build a brand here. It's not just about selling one Ripple rug. It's about building the Snuggly Cat brand. So part of... (laughs) So he doesn't want it to be a, a luxury cat toy product. Price is a big part of branding. And so he wants to control his brand. He wants to control the price of his product. He doesn't want people selling it for all kinds of different prices. Okay, okay. But the real problem was that he says he was losing money because what was happening is people were ordering this product on eBay and the box showing up at their doorstep was from Amazon. So people would get confused. They would look up the product on Amazon and they would realize that they had paid $20 more for their Ripple rug than they needed to pay. And so they would think, well, I'm just going to return it to eBay and order it from Amazon. Let's say you feel cheated. You say, I want to return it because it's $39.99 on Amazon for real. I paid $59.99. They're both free shipping and free returns. I'll return this one, order from there. But you're not returning the product to the middleman, to the people on eBay. You're really returning the product back to Fred and Natasha. And that comes with a whole boatload of fees, apparently. So Amazon charges fees all along the way. They have a fee for the purchase, a fee for shipping, a fee for the return, a fee for restocking. And then when the customer reorders it from Amazon, there's another purchase fee and another shipping fee. Plus, Fred says a lot of times the rugs would come back used. So he had to destroy them. He couldn't resell them. And just two months after Fred noticed all of these drop shippers on eBay, he said he had over 200 returns. Which was over 10,000 in losses in just a couple of months. You lost $10,000 in two months? In two months. Meanwhile, the eBay people, the people who are charging $60 for this, pocketing the extra $20 difference, they get to keep the money. Yeah, they're not paying any of the fees. They're geniuses. 
Hey, you want me to go first? You can go first, babe. Okay, I'm first. All right. So, hello, my name is Nikki Witherspoon. Hello, my name is Parrish Witherspoon. Nikki and Parrish are dropshippers. I talked to them on Skype. And they say they never sold the Ripple rug, but they do sell tons of cat toys and household products and kitchen supplies and all kinds of things on their eBay store. And once again, they don't make any of those things. They don't have possession of any of those things. They just mark up the price and send them on to the customer. That is what they do. And they actually got started in this business when they were both living in Baghdad, in Iraq. They were working for private contractors, and they were spending all of their time buying stuff online. They bought everything online. You know, groceries and household-type stuff and furniture. We bought a car online. We bought a house <laughs> online. We bought yeah. our dog online. You bought your dog online? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we sure did. And had him shipped. We had him shipped from Oklahoma to <laughs> Iraq. We sure did. That was interesting. So Nikki and Parrish are very familiar with buying things online, and they decide to give drop shipping a try. They sign up with a company called DS Domination. DS for drop ship. Exactly. And they get software that helps them find these best-selling products on Amazon, copy the images from Amazon, set up a little store on eBay, and figure out how much to charge for these products that they're dropshipping. They start out selling mostly toys and novelty items. And almost right away, Nikki says, she realizes this is going to be a big business. I'll never forget it. It it was like an Angry Birds Star Wars set that we had got. And it it took off in less than 48 hours. I mean, you just kind of sit back and you're like, I just paid 30 cents for this item and it sold for like nine bucks about 30 times today. You know, it, it was just an amazing feeling. And an amazing profit. I mean, just in that one day, they made, you know, what, 260 bucks? Yeah. Doing almost nothing. Yeah. And after just a few months of this, they were making enough money that they were both able to quit their jobs in Iraq and move back to the U.S., to Houston. And now they say they make more than a million dollars a year in sales. They've. No, 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 no. No, they've. Selling like dumb little toys? Well, they've expanded into a whole bunch of other things. They're wholesaling now and doing private label stuff. But Nikki told me they will never stop doing the dropshipping business. It's just it's just too easy. Of course, we've got some some tools in there that kind of automate everything. Really just a matter of pressing a button and your store is kind of ran for you. So, um, you know, that that's profit that, you know, if, if it's that easy to do, why would we not keep it? <laughs> you know, did you ever feel like we're not actually doing anything? We're just we're just charging to post it. You know what I mean? Like you're not adding anything to the product or anything like that. Did, did you feel weird about that? Not not really, honestly. Um you know, when you're you're actually doing it, it does require some work. You're having to do the tracking, you know, um, like say, for instance, if Amazon is, is out of a, of a particular item, um, you have to go to an actual retail location, grab that item, put it in a box, make sure your customer gets it. You're doing all the customer service. You're making sure that that customer is happy, um, if there's no issues with it. And, you know, quality it, control. I mean, yeah, it, it, you're doing the whole thing. I mean, when you put it that way. They sound like a retail store. They sound like a retail store that wants customers to return. And even though they don't make the products or even really even ship the products or touch the products, they're the public face of the product. Yeah. In a lot of ways, retailers are just middlemen. But to Fred and Natasha, the cat rug makers, these guys on the Internet were just scalpers. They were making the product a lot more expensive for customers. They were not adding anything to it. Jason Pfeiffer is the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. He wrote about the Ruckles and dropshipping. If there's a bad guy in this story, really, it's us. 
What? No. It's us. Have you ever bought anything on eBay? Yes. Did you ever think where it came from? The no. Seller. The seller, right? S- yeah. You don't know who you don't know where it came from. That mentality creates this opportunity for people. So it's our fault because we aren't shopping around because we're not searching for the original Ripple rug at the original $40? Exactly. We don't want to look around on the Internet. So the middlemen are saving us a couple of keystrokes. A few seconds here and there. Yeah. And we are willing to pay for that. $5, $10, $20. We are paying for that. All I have to do is go to another website and see the price is different. And I don't. It's crazy. Like, why am I not doing that? I I, I mean, as long as we are all willing to be taken advantage of by different marketplaces, even though we have all the information in front of us. It would literally take five seconds. It takes no time at all. And we don't do it. So if we're not going to do it, why can't people take advantage of us? We're the problem. I feel like this gets to something deep, because although economics treats us like economically rational beings always hunting for the best price, the truth is we are all deeply lazy inside. (laughs) And there's always someone who will help us be a little bit lazier for a profit. And I guess in some ways, with all that, you know, one-click shopping, the Internet has made us lazier, and it's simultaneously created all these opportunities for for people to jump in and make things even easier, but to take a little slice of the profit here and there. Exactly. Like, save us a couple keystrokes and charge us a little more. Michael Munger is an economist at Duke. He has been studying the middleman for years. All you have to do is have a computer with a connection to the Internet and the ability to write code, and you can be a middleman. It's the most competitive industry the world has ever known. Being a middleman. Being a middleman. That's what people all over the world want to do. I want to write an app that will sell and I'll make a lot of money. But the app itself can't make any good or service. All it can do is bring together a buyer and a seller who otherwise wouldn't have met. That's the essence of being a middleman. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the hottest companies in the world right now are essentially just middlemen. Yeah, and we don't even think of them as middlemen, right? Oh, uh, I'm going to get an Uber. That's what I say. I'm going to get an Uber, so a car is going to show up. But essentially, Uber, all Uber is is a middleman between me and a driver. They don't own any cars. They don't employ any drivers. They just take a slice of profit for connecting the two of us. Same with Airbnb, the same with Kayak, the same with eBay and Amazon, Alibaba, all just middlemen. So... The future of the economy is really becoming more and more about middlemen getting people much, much, much more efficiently to goods and services. You're not going far enough. It's about almost nothing else. Is more middlemen good? Well, it's like asking, is gravity good? You're comparing middlemen to gravity? No, I'm comparing the economic logic of selling reductions in transactions cost. It is irresistible and inevitable. So inevitable that even middlemen are worried about middlemen. No. Yes. Nikki and Parrish Witherspoon, the Amazon to eBay dropshippers, would not even give me the name of their store on eBay Uh. because they were worried that someone would go to their store, copy all the items they were selling, set up their own store and sell them (laughs) for a little bit less. People that are lazy will go in and instead of doing the research like we did, they'll just go and take what you have and just start selling it. So... They're not going to have to do the work that you did to go research the items. But that's like the dropshipping way, I thought. Like the whole, isn't that the whole thing? Absolutely is. It it absolutely is to to go find products. It's it's not for you to copy other people. Right, right. That's why I was going with that. 
but their whole business is copying other people. <laughs> yes, but they said they, they know things. They've gotten really good at their business over the years, and they don't want somebody stealing their ideas. I'm sorry. Middlemen are like gravity. They're just inevitable. If there's any little bit of profit left on the table somewhere, someone is going to grab it. There is one man who has decided to fight gravity. To fight the middlemen? Fred Ruckel, our ripple rug maker, he was spending hours a day trying to shut down the dropshippers. First thing in the morning, check for arbitragers. Last thing at night, check for arbitragers. Send out any cease and desist before or after. It was taking up an inordinate amount of time, and it was super stressful. So a couple of months ago, Fred did something drastic. He pulled the ripple rug off of the Amazon Prime marketplace. No more free Prime shipping, no more Amazon store. That is where the arbitragers hunt for their products. We pulled out of the whole Prime shipping thing in May. And at that point, we were over 60000 a month in sales. And in a blink, 60000 went down to 25000 Oh, my gosh. That's a big price you paid. I would say it was a huge price. So is it worth it? Well, we yes. had put together... <laughs> Really? That's a lot. I mean, that's so much money. That's like integrity is important to us. And And the stress factor was completely removed. So we removed all the stress. Fred and Natasha started doing all of their own shipping and they converted their garage into a little packing facility. They've gotten really good with those envelopes. And the night before I saw them, they had both been up until midnight because a video had gone up online with a couple of cat celebrities, minor cat celebrities named Cole and Marmalade playing on a ripple rug and orders had been pouring in. And so we spent two hours each packing last night and then this morning we spent another two hours each packing. So that's eight hours for one person right there. Yeah, so... This doesn't make you wish slightly that you were still using Amazon to do all the shipping? People would be arbitraging our product. I don't know, Stacey. It seems like everybody's losing out of this decision. Fred and Natasha are losing money. They're not selling as much. The the drop shippers, the arbitragers, they're not making as much money reselling these things. And their product, which seems like a great product, is harder to get. Cats everywhere are suffering because <laughs> Fred and Natasha won't just suck it up and deal with the middleman. All of that is true. But there is an emotional component to business. And Fred and Natasha invented this thing, this ripple rug. They felt a lot of ownership for it. And to them, it felt like people were coming in and taking like a bite out of this thing they invented. They were essentially sort of stealing their product in some way. And for Fred and Natasha, they just wanted control back. They didn't want to be up at night and up in the morning trying to pull their product back from all of these different forces. They just wanted total control of it. And and the loss of money, they told me, was worth it to them. Now, Fred and Natasha are mostly selling Ripple Rugs directly from their website. And they told me sales are starting to come back after the initial big drop-off. And they were very pleased to say in the last four months, they have only had two returns. Kitty, kitty. Will you meow? Kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty, kitty, kitty. We reached out to both Amazon and eBay. Amazon did not get back to us eBay did respond, saying that dropshipping is not against its rules. As always, we like to hear what you think of the show. Email us, planetmoney at npr.org, or tweet at us. We are at Planet Money. Our episode today was produced by the great Nick Fountain. 
A huge thanks to Jason Pfeiffer. You should really check out his article about dropshipping at Entrepreneur Magazine. And he also has a new podcast called The Pessimist Archive. Apparently, it is a history of unfounded fears. Jason is fearless. <laughs> That's you a heard it here first. And speaking of entrepreneurs, NPR is launching a new podcast, a new podcast about the way people start companies featuring one of our favorite people at NPR. Hey, it's Guy Raz here from the TED Radio Hour, and I'm really excited to tell you about another podcast I'm hosting. It's called How I Built This, and it's a show about the most amazing innovators and entrepreneurs and the stories behind the companies and movements they built. You can find it at npr.org slash podcasts on iTunes or on the NPR One app. I'm Stacey Vanek Smith. And I'm Robert Smith. Thanks for listening. When Fred Ruckel, the ripple rug, when Fred Ruckel, the ripple, blah. when Fred Ruckel, the guy, when Fred Ruckel, that's really hard to say. When Fred Ruckel, the ripple rug maker, saw. <laughs> Fred Ruckel, the ripple rug maker. No. It sounds like <laughs> Fred Ruckel, the ripple, ripple rug maker. That's more name too. Whenever I go out, the people always shout, there goes Fred Ruckel, Ripple, Rug Maker. 